Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read to what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. Hey, Johnny. And for this episode, we are going to be doing Spoilers Please number 272 for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Hey now. So before we head into spoilers, uh, real quick, not spoilers. I think you mean before we head into the spider uh, sphere. The spider spoilers? Spider verse. Sorry, sorry. That, yes. Or the spoilers verse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All yeah. Right, take it easy. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do the, some non spoilers commentary real quick on uh, what we thought of the movie and whether we should or should not recommend it. Jamming. Well, based on the fact that it made like 120 million over the week, I think everybody's going to see it regardless of what we say. But I will say this though: uh, the last one came out what four and a half years ago, and at the time, I thought it was the best uh, movie of the year, one of the best comic book movies uh, ever made, one of the best animated movies ever made, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in that in this four and a half years, uh, my opinion has, has actually increased. You know, what I, mean? I think it's the best comic book movie uh, ever made, and stuff like that. It's a great, mm-hmm. great movie, one of the great movies of all time. And this one, this one, somehow, somehow is better. Yeah. Uh, I loved it, man. It's everything you want in a movie. It's gorgeous to look at. It has humor, drama, romance, personal stakes. It has universal stakes. You know what I mean? Interdimensional stakes and all that. It's wonderful. Big, big thumbs up. Yeah. Um. It's kind of it's kind of weird for me to comment on on how good it is compared to the first one because basically when watching when watching this version, you're pre I'm pretty much in tune to like, oh, this is better than the first. This is definitely better than the first. Animation is better. It go, it's going through more creative heights. Uh, mm-hmm. The story is a lot more involving. Your mm-hmm. character is a lot more defined. Oh, mm-hmm. Everything points to this is a better movie than the first one. Mm-hmm. However, it does feel like there's a lot of caveats, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that this ends in a cliffhanger, which I guess is mm-hmm. somewhat of a spoiler, but not really. Uh, mm-hmm. It ends somewhat in a cliffhanger. And the main theme of the story kind of isn't done yet technically since this is uh, uh, part one of two of a story and I think that kind of detracted from being quote unquote better than the first one the closest thing, that, the, closest thing the closest thing I can compare it with is the first Star Wars movie and Empire Strikes Back everybody says Empire is a better movie than Star Wars but Empire wouldn't exist if Star Wars was as good as it was and I feel like it's the same exact thing this is technically a better movie than the first one, but I feel like uh, Into the Spider-Verse is a good movie standing on its own, while this one can't stand on its own without the first one. And I think that automatically puts me into the whole, like, as good, maybe better, but I still got to give it to the first one. Uh, by the way, just for uh, just for a counterpoint, I don't believe in any of that rationale because by that rationale, no sequel can be ever better be the better be the, the first one. You know what I mean? Because no right. sequel ever exists without the first movie, right? You know what I mean? And I understand the argument because people say, "Oh, the first one always has to do the most work." You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It has to build the world, build the characters, build the aesthetics, and some of that. You know what I mean? But I I don't believe in that. You know what I mean? I think there are measurable ways of of, of judging a, a second movie better than the first. And the other thing is. Going in, I think most people know this is part part one of two. You know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? Like originally, they call, they, it was going to be just part one, part two, and then they changed the title a little bit and stuff like that. But yeah, so I don't believe any of those caveats. I can I can confidently say this is a a, a better movie. I, I don't mean that to to derive or put down the first one. The first one's still great. Everything I said about the first one still stays stands. You know, it's still a great movie. But yeah, but this one's very ambitious. Man, it just goes for it. 
It's just the ending. I think the ending is what made me change my mind. The the fact that it's such a cliffhanger. It wasn't even an Empire's cliffhanger, which you kind of can kind of like, well, that that was that. And, yeah. and also, this gets a little into the weeds, but the Empire is not a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? It literally, you know what? That's what I mean. Is. That's it's what I mean. And this one is actually not literally. A, I mean, yes, it, is it is a cliffhanger, <laughs> but it's not a major cliffhanger. If you want to talk about what I consider like a, I don't know, trashy is the right word, but a trashy cliffhanger is kind of is Fast X. That is a cliffhanger of a of like a trashy, a shitty variety. It's in, well, no. Uh, you kind of can't really compare the two. Uh, no, they're both cl- yeah. cliff- cliffhangers, right? Yeah, no, no. But see, th- th- there's a difference between this that cliffhanger, uh, Empire cliffhanger, and Back to the Future 2's cliffhanger, which is literally to be continued, right? This one, I don't know. all that's missing with this one is that to be continued. This is more like the Back to the Future 2 it is to be cliffhanger. Continued. It, it, this the one says to be continued. Oh well, no. It says Miles Morales will return. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's just to be continued. I don't it's, remember it's, it to be continued. But, but, no, but it's I I've seen it two and a half times. But so, yeah, this I, is I, where I'm, this is where I'm leading yeah. to. What I'm, where I'm leading to is that this is closer to Back to the Future trilogy, where Back to the Future Two for me is a better movie than the first one because I enjoyed it so much more. Back Back to the Future by itself stands on its own, while the sequel does not. You know, and and it, it because it relies on the third movie to complete its story. Well, Empire doesn't rely on Return of the Jedi to complete its story. But at the I, same I, time, this is all semantics because we both love this movie. I yeah. mean, well, it's it's very hard for me to not say this is my favorite movie of the year. It, <laughs> you know? I, it's I it's uh, beginning of June, and I find it hard to imagine seeing a better movie. I'm sure exactly. I, I don't. I don't mean to go into movies like, oh, this better be better than this movie, but I can't imagine one being more ambitious, more visually exciting, more what I consider uh, cinema and stuff like that. It's up there with one of uh, the great sort of movie-going experiences of all time. You know what uh, I mean? It, alone, it's up there. It's yet, great. It's good yet, stuff, man. Get alone comic book movies. You know, just, just mm-hmm. by the comic book movies by itself, this is up there as just simply one of the best, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I may be arguing how good it is, but the point is, is that... It's a great movie. Everybody should watch it. So let's go ahead and move on to spoilers. All right, here we go with spoilers. Uh, Jamming, carry it on. Uh, what do you call it? It's, it, I don't know what to say about this movie other than it's it's fantastic because the thing is it's two and a half hours and there's just so many multiverse, so many characters, so many stories and stuff like that. Uh, it's just hard to pinpoint one exact thing that I love more than the other. But I'll just start at the beginning. Really, the beginning in uh, my, Gwen's world is literally it's some of the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so beautiful. The, the watercolors and everything, the way it matches her mood and stuff like that, it's subjective animation and stuff like that, the, the lack of boundaries and stuff. It's such a wonderful way to start a movie and stuff. And like I said earlier, just to give a little background, I gave, I've seen it two and a half times. The first time I saw it, it got disrupted because of the fire. Uh, fire somebody pulled the fire alarm, so we had to evacuate. Is that confirmed anyway. that somebody pulled it or... I went back the next day because, uh, what do you call it? I, it was a slow work day, so I went back and I finished the movie during the work day. And I asked the person, "Do you? can you guys, do you know what happened? Because this is the second time it's happened in three months. It happened when I watched Super Mario. And they said, they're not 100% sure, but they do think it's somebody pulling the fire alarm. Yeah, so it is because a bad ju- thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's two fire alarms on the exits and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they're saying, hey, maybe somebody on the way out pulled it. And I'm like, are you guys doing anything about this? And like, they're like, they're trying to figure it out. So it happened during Spider-Man, uh, what do you call it? Super Mario Bros. And then they told me another time I didn't realize they did it, it happened in Doctor Strange from last year. So like, what the hell's happening? Yeah, so anyway. it, it is, there's, there's definitely somebody. Somebody's know, being a dick. Somebody's being a dick. And yeah. let, let, let's, let's not sidetrack that conversation from that. So yeah, yeah. Go, go on. What was I saying? Oh, so anyway, so that so that that opening sequence from Gwen is just absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful. If that move, if the movie ended after that twenty minutes, I would have been satisfied because it's such a gorgeous uh, visual. It's uh, it's so it's a good story. You know what I mean? You, you get her story, and it's not like her. It's not like her story taking over Miles' story. Her, their story overlaps. Like a lot of these stories, sort of over. That's what's so great about the writing and stuff. The movies, uh, the movies is about the parental figures in Spider Man's life. What, it's mostly male dominant, but it's still like parental figures. You know, childhood, you know, ch- growing up and stuff like that. And then on top of everything else, the music, the drums that she plays, that leads into the action sequence in, in her first tournament. It's just gorgeous. You know, it just blew my mind away how, how wonderful it is. So yeah, it just starts strong and it's. And it carries that momentum for the next two two and a half hours. Yeah, comes I, I, up. Uh, once again, like my instant reaction when I was watching this movie after the the opening with 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 Gwen was that this is like one of the best openings I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that was like cool. my reaction. And, yeah. and once again, it's it's just it just feels weird to really be talking about this on the podcast because I feel like I want to give you nothing but praise. And that would make a very boring conversation, but mm-hmm. but yeah, the animation is great in that every single universe have a different style of animation, and mm-hmm. and and I think the layman audience member may not even realize that, right? Mm-hmm. But if you really pay attention to the animation, uh, it, it it looks the way it does. This isn't yeah. constricted to like it's got to look Pixar realistic or shiny mm-hmm. and and technically yeah. uh, technical achievements. The technical achievements here is completely different than a CG world. When this is trying to bring art from the comic books into mm-hmm. the big screen, and it does so spectacularly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more points. Two more quick points I want to uh, make. Make uh, number one is, is sort of like a, a story point and stuff like that. But uh, the first 22, 20 minutes of the I, I know I keep talking about the Gwen Stacy world, but the two two things I observed of the Gwen Stacy world. Number one, she, the rest of the movie, she's kind of a loner and stuff like that. She she doesn't want to be part of a band. She's only friend because because her Peter Parker died. Two observations I made. So she gets in a fight uh, with her band member, right? But then in a flashback, when when you see Peter Parker die, you see her greet her band members, and they were friendly. They were like actual friends and stuff. They were happy and stuff like that. Details number two in this world, Peter Parker again. Peter Parker dies and doesn't become Spider Man or anything like that. In this in this world, Ben uh, Ben Parker is alive. Uncle Ben is alive in this and stuff like that. Um, that's you know, that's these are little details, little things that they thought through and stuff. It's just and they don't call attention to it. That Uncle Ben thing I mentioned earlier, it's you see him at the edge of the frame. It's and it's also in a dialogue. So a lot of the stuff that they do, they really don't call attention to it. You know, it's sort of like you know, it happens in a split second and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And the other thing I want to mention what what Albert said is like how difficult it is to animate something like this because when you do animation and stuff like that. Before you animate a movie, they set it up so that, hey, one character will look like this like throughout the two-hour movie, you know what I mean? Or this setting will look like this for the next two hours. The, way they do, the reason why they do that is, you know, it's just cheaper, you know what I mean? If one character looks like this throughout the movie, it's just cheaper. And also, hundreds of people animate it. So if an- animation one, per- and, you know, X animated this way, that means the, uh, the 100th animator could do the same thing. But because 
they make it more difficult. They make they make it challenging. They make it so that you know all the characters are kind of animated differently. Their sizes, shapes, and stuff like changes and stuff like that. The setting changes. The degree of difficulty for that is 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 unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's 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 like so much work, so much time. That's why it takes like four and a half years to do this. I, I, it's I, it's I, gorgeous. I take it back. The layman movie goer may not notice any of that, except when it goes to the Lego verse. Yeah, that yeah. one is the most obvious. Like, hey, look at the Lego verse. This is what we're doing with all the universe. They're gonna look different. Yeah, you know. and also you know the Lego verse. The main team that that did this movie didn't animate that. I heard, the one of the directors mentioned that. There's this kid on YouTube, right? And he does like uh, trailer recreations using Legos. And they saw it. They saw that. And they realized, oh, it's a, it's a 14-year-old kid. And they had to do like weird contracts with the parents and stuff like that. But that, that little kid from 14, 15-year-old actually animated that sequence. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and plus, uh, J.K. Sims get to, get to reprise a part of his voice in the Lego verse as well yeah. as the Gwen Stacy verse. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just... So it's easy to say like, oh, this movie is full of fan service, but this is good mm-hmm. fan service. This isn't fan service just for mm-hmm. fan service. It has purpose. It has purpose, and yeah. that's all we're really asking for 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 this kind of I movies. Amateur people or casuals will call this fan service, but at the end of the day, they're telling a specific story. They're telling a specific story. Uh, this is a universe story of a kid kind of you know growing up and stuff like that, and they're using the multiverse as the drop as the backdrop of that. You know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? I think lame people would think this is, this is a fan service, but you know, it, it, they're telling a very uh, real and emotionally impactful story. Up, you know what I mean? Uh, I do like the fact that that there is. I know the first movie was focused more on the Spider Family, uh, but I do mm-hmm. love that more that they have more emphasis with Miles's family with his parents, and I think that that's that's mm-hmm. the emotional core in this movie, as well as Gwen Stacy and Miles and and, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, so going going on with the the plot of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. do you agree with with Miguel O'Hara on on this? I mean, it just seemed like an obvious like, hey, don't you realize you're the villain in this? You know, it's like mm-hmm. that that if if I'm gonna call a flaw in it, it seemed like that seems like too much of a given. Like, didn't the spider people realize, hey, what we're doing here is wrong? I don't think that's true at all. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a clear-cut easy answer. I don't think he's... He, there's no reason for him to see, uh, uh, see him as... I mean, you, they clearly show you a universe dying, right? Right. right. You know what I mean? That so was the excuse, yeah. He, see, he sees the consequences of his actions, so I don't... It's not like... It's not like he came to that decision as a, as a lightweight, you know what I mean? And you have to assume that the, the spider people are some of the smartest scientists in their respective universe, you know what I mean? And if they can't come up with a solution other than, hey, let let, let them die, which is very like Rocky Four, I guess, you know, the guy mm-hmm. Drago says, hey, let them die. But, you know, it's like, hey, you got to go with it, man. But it just seems like it's so anti-Spider-Man to just let them die. It, it, that, 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 that's what kind of bugged me. I'm like, Spider-Man wouldn't just let anybody die, even though it's for the greater good. That's not Spider-Man. And I think that's, that's part of the point of Miles bucking the trend. Uh, but it, it, for the rest of the Spider people, it seemed like, why would you be doing that? I find the conflicts in this movie all very, very, very compelling. I, I like the fact that it started with Spot. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it started with Spot in oh. the classic old don't, oldie sense, like he's just robbing banks, he's just don't, you know don't robbing money. You know what I mean? Old timey, and then it becomes as comic books kind of go through 
uh, villain motivation, it becomes a very personal thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. It becomes you know intertwined of origins and retconning and stuff like that. It's fantastic, I thought. And in fact, I like the fact that he does go away for the last thirty minutes. And Miguel O'Hara, the Spider Man, uh, the Spider Man, the mythology of Spider Man becomes the villain, becomes the gravity and weight of the movie. Well, and stuff like that. I find that all that compelling, all well, that interesting. It it is all compelling. Uh, I I do find I, I do feel like maybe we should go away from calling them the villain. They're, they're they're the antagonists. They're the antagonists of the protagonists. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you're right in the sense that it's not a villainous move for them to like say, "Hey, we're gonna have to let people die because for the greater good." I mean, mm-hmm. when when they were writing this movie and they saw uh, Doctor Strange in uh, multiverse movie, were they going like, "Oh, that's very similar to what we're doing," and 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 yes. like, but they but Doctor Strange took the easy way out where there's a chance there's a chance the universe is gonna get screwed up. By 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 the anomaly stuff. Well, yeah. this one it's more clear cut. The universe will get screwed up by the anomaly thing. Yeah. yeah. So all this stuff is all this stuff is just classic conflict stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, we power responsibility, sacrifice, and stuff like that. All this stuff is just very interesting, very compelling, and just having it seen through, having it filtered through, or amplified through the multiverse or some of that. It's just fantastic. It's just great. Um, I I have By the way, just okay. yeah. Go ahead. Why do we what? I'll, I'll just skip to the, I, I'm sure you have it on the list of things to talk about, but how did your audience react to the various cameos and stuff like that? Oh, okay. Let, let, let's skip that. Uh, hold on. Let's go back to the spot first. <laughs> you mentioned the spot mm-hmm. already, and we got to mention the spot. Uh, spot is one of the most innocuous villains in the Spider-Verse uh, uh, rogues gallery, and mm-hmm. most people wouldn't even remember the spot if they don't read the comic books, right? And, and the spot wasn't even around the comic books that long either. He showed up maybe a dozen times or whatever, right? Uh Always played as a joke in the comic books. And the fact that this movie gave him the big villain role and justifies how big of a villain he can be is amazing. It's it's inspired, so to speak, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The spot. The, the last po- time I read the I've only read once comic book was uh with Spot as a villain, I think the Daredevil from Mark uh Mark Wade from like ten years ago and something like that. Yeah, yeah they, they treat it sort of as a joke. Yeah. And like I said, the way the way, like you said, the way they treat, the way they use them, they use classic comic book stuff, you know, a retcon, you know what I mean? Had, you know, or canon stuff, canon stuff. Yeah. A, ca- a disturbance <laughs> in the canon or canon anomaly or whatever whatever the technical term was, right? Um, it, it, it was just very, it was just a very comic book nerd thing or very nerd thing in, in general. Like, it's not part of the canon. It's the canon, you know, the kind of thing. Yeah. Moving away from the villains and the antagonists yeah. and whatnot. Uh, and we didn't even mention like the Prowler, which I, I think we'll save it for the end. Uh, the cameos. You want to talk about cameos. So let's talk about cameos. Yeah, let's talk about the, the crowd-pleasing moments and stuff like that and kind of do it in order. The first one is Miss Chang from the Venom movies and yeah. stuff like that. When yeah. that first came out, the crowd loved it. Me, personally, wasn't a big fan. I don't like that franchise. And seeing a live-action uh, cameo like 30 minutes, 40 minutes into an animated movie. It's kind of jarring. So I didn't think much of it. I didn't like it that much. But I didn't realize it was one of many live action cameos. The second one is the, what do you call it? Is like the, is the moneymaker. You know what I mean? Donald Glover as the prowler and stuff like that. Yep. Crowd went nuts. I went nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it happened the same thing in, uh, what do you call it? In your uh, theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My theater was a, lot, a little bit more reserved than yours because I think because you you watch it in, in a bigger stadium. Mine the my, mm-hmm. my the my movie theater has smaller stadiums, so smaller stadiums, oh, okay. smaller theaters. So it's, it's not as big yeah. as you, the theater that you're going to. 
which helps me because it's mm-hmm. less crowded. But um, but go yeah. on. The all yeah, and then and then, uh, what, and then what were the next ones? And then they sprinkled in a lot of like uh, what do you call it? Uh, live action uh, clips on the various Spider Man movies, which I which actually I love because it contextualizes. Uh, and, and makes better the, the problem I have with this Chen uh, cameo because, like I said, now they're using more of it. It's becoming a larger context, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the larger context is, of course, like all the Spider-Man, everything you've ever seen, live action, uh, what do you call it, uh, animator, TV, movie, it's all canon. So it's fantastic. And then moving away from the non- uh, live action cameos and appearances oh, and stuff be- before you move cameos live- from the... Before oh, you move in from live action, uh, there, mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be any mention of... They, 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 there was no footage from the MCU. From what I can tell, there was no footage. I don't think there. Yeah, only a, only dialogue, only audio, yeah. like cameo. And, and and that's probably because they when when they were writing this movie, they haven't seen Doctor Strange two yet, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. And it's also contract litigation stuff like that. There's you know stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I but think it's all good stuff. I, well, the it's thing is though stuff. is that an uh, uh, an audio dub talking about Doctor Strange two is a lot easier than putting it on screen when you're like you're spending four to five years making the movie. You know, so yeah, go on. Oh, so the next cameos that, that like the crowd loved uh, includes what do you call it? the PlayStation Four, uh, the, the PlayStation not just the PlayStation uh, Spider Man. People love that one. Yeah, people love that cameo. So the crowd goes nuts. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. People loved it and I stuff like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I love that cameo because it's it's like plus the way he he's done by Adam Sandberg, where where he's very brooding, mm-hmm. very nineties, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy. The guy speaks in exposition and stuff like that. It's all ripply muscles and stuff like that. You know, the way it's drawn, like in the nineties. It's all that stuff. It's just fantastic and stuff like that. the original '66 uh, uh, animated Spider-Man comes comes back yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? With fra- with all the, with a steel frame, and he's stuck. He's stuck there because he doesn't have yeah. any frames. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, in some of these Spider-Man movies, they had to do the thing where uh, Tobey Maguire, uh, not Tobey Maguire, but and. Yeah, Tony McGuire. He holds that train together with the two, with the arms, and then the MCU Spider-Man holding the boat together with the arm, and then they reference that in like a training uh, rain, uh, training room thing. It's yes. just just this good, just this all good stuff, man. It's all yeah. it's all fantastic. Uh, I noticed yeah. S- Silk wasn't in the cameos for some odd reason. I don't know why mm-hmm. Silk, or maybe nobody spot her, but I, I, I she she gets a. The thing is, my understanding is she's gonna get actual movie and stuff. Like that. So right. I think they're just saying that they don't. They're I not gonna, there's already too many things happening and stuff. Like that. And also, my favorite kind of uh, uh, cameos, just so it's just because I like the larger MC, uh, Marvel comic books of it all. I like the fact that there's a fantastic fu- no future foundation Spider Man. There's oh, right, right, a right. Fantastic Four Spider with the paper bag. I like. I pr- I actually prefer a lot more of those kind of cameos and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you know well, that's, that's I very like that. comic book nerd stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah. But it, but oh, and uh, spectacular Spider Man showed up, and, and that's like my favorite animated Spider Man. So and he had a mm-hmm. line in it, so I I, I thought I thought yes. that was great. That was great. Um, it, it, uh, it, the cartoon stuff. In, yeah. oh, go on, go on. No, go ahead. I was gonna say also it includes unlimited Spider Man. Also comes out. We mentioned the the cartoon from the sixties and stuff like that. It, it, yeah, it's just it's just it's all there. It's all there. All right. So so cameos aside, um, I do kind of want to tackle. Oh wait, you know before I go there, uh. What else did you want to talk about the movie before I, I have two I have two points I want to make, but go on. Do you have anything else? Uh, Hubie add? Brown, it's just Hubie Hubie Brown Punk Spider Man is a standout. You know right. what I mean? The yeah, fact he that is, he's an anti the fact that you know he's uh he's anti establishment. I found that fantastic. Uh the Indian Spider Man. All the basic it, it, it's just it just sounds nonsense. It's just like sounds like praise un, 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 unfiltered praise, but everything 
all the new characters kind of work and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's mm. it's fantastic. Yeah, the stuff with the mom and dad is, is is great and stuff like that. It's all it's all good. Okay, so the 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 two more things I want to talk about before we end the episode here. Uh, one plot thing mm-hmm. is the ending. So, what's your take on the ending and how it played out? Oh, I actually, uh, actually, I caught that one pretty early on because because uh, they, they tell you what Earthy goes through. Yeah, it's, it, I'm like, it says 42 right there, guys. Yeah, exactly. I was, tell, I was trying to tell everybody in the theater, hey, it's just 42, man. 42, come on, I got this one. I yeah. I, I figured this one out, but yeah. Plus, also, I saw Science of the Land back, plus, back in the day. Plus, the, <laughs> the animation is different, right? Yeah. That's another thing that I was telling also. It's like this green matrix thing going on, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, plus the animation they tried, is different. They tr- yeah, they tried to be smart by covering it with the, what called, the rain. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, like I said, I see where you're going. I see. I get this. I, I get what you want. That one, to my credit, I picked up pretty early. Right? Mostly because of the 42 and stuff. Later on, you find out there's, like, a lot more, like, clues and stuff. like The, the color of the mom's eyes is different. Right. Where they put the boxing glove in his room and stuff is different and stuff like that. So, yeah. There's a lot of, like, little clues into it. it so, yeah. It's, not, it's, very, it's good. My, my question in the ending, though, is that uh, the, mouse, the mouse Morales Prowler... Does he have spider powers, or is he just prowler with with tech that helps? He's just prowler. He's just a prowler. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you picked. I don't know if you picked up this one, but I didn't pick it up. Uh, it's in the Easter egg videos on, on YouTube and stuff like that. But when Spot enters the 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 Matrix, enters the the canon, whatever you call it, he, he sees the future and past. There's a there's a image of the what do you call it of of the forty two spider right, about right. to bite. Uh, and that's Miles. That the, the person is about he see that the dreads, uh, in it, so 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 they mentioned that too. The hair of Miles is the afro, but the other ones wearing a dread. And in that picture of this of the forty two spider about to bite the kid, he would so Miles was going to be Spider Man in his reality if that spider didn't get pulled out. So wait, so you're saying that 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 the the spider the the spider that's for, from Earth forty two was supposed to bite mm-hmm. Miles, and it wasn't supposed to bite Peter. Miles, yes. Oh, okay. See, I didn't yes, catch that. I didn't exactly. catch that. No. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. I didn't catch either. That one's in that one's in the Easter egg video. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I guess I guess I do have one more plot thing to talk about here. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So, so in this world, it does it does seem like uh, Peter Parker's still alive, presumably, right? And that that, yes. that, that might be the, the that, main difference of what's going to happen in the third movie. But I don't want to speculate about the third movie too much. Yeah. Uh, but, but the the. the um, <sighs> What was I gonna say now? I forgot. Go ahead, spe- spe- speculate. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to speculate. I have some guesses though. What's? I have some guesses. What's gonna happen? And stuff like that. The third one. I think just this is not this is just wild speculation, but because there's so much Spider-Man on Spider-Man, Spider on Spider action, I think they're gonna do more Sinister Six stuff because they in the audio in that it, uh, yeah. 42 universe. Yeah, yeah they mentioned it. So I think they you know they're gonna do some more Sinister. You know what I mean? Because they have to fight somebody other than Spider people and stuff like that. So yeah, I think there's gonna be more traditional villains in that one, and then you go back to Spy and all stuff you know but yeah it's all good times it is all good times so the last thing i want to talk about and and i mm-hmm. I, I always mention this in our spoilers episode um what did you think mm-hmm. was the theme of the movie what is mm-hmm. this movie oh, wow. trying to say and i know we haven't seen the third movie which will presumably be the rest of the story but this movie mm-hmm. by itself what is it trying to say I think this one is an extension of the first one. The first one was saying, like, hey, anybody can be Spider-Man, right? And this one is saying, yes, anybody can be Spider-Man. So what kind of Spider-Man you're going to be, you know what I mean? And then also this extension of the coming of age. So 
that one was more of a freshman year. And but just there's a big difference as a kid goes through what do you call it? Uh, goes through uh, 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 high school. You know what I mean? As you get older and stuff like that, you'll be you really move, starting to move away from your parents. But are you going to move away from your parents as far as like, hey, but, but what value are you going to take with you and stuff like that? You know what I mean? So yeah, there's stuff like that. And there's also, there's a big picture uh, hot takes I have as far as like themes. I also, a part of the theme I'm thinking of trying to say is, hey man, the the crux of Miguel Harris thing is like, hey, your father has to die. You know what I mean? So you're, you know what I mean? But in a larger context, it's a black father. You know what I mean? It's a black father figure. It's violence and trauma uh, against uh, black men and stuff like that. And then you know, it's this thing. Our America is like, hey, why do black people have to suffer? Why do they have to you know experience trauma to tell a story and stuff like that? You know what I mean? So they're, they're, they're making a comment on that sort of thing. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening. But yeah, um, not my take. What do you think? <laughs> not my take. My 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 take, uh, it's it's my my take is actually that the the theme for this movie is different than the first one. The first one is anybody can be Spider Man. You can be Spider Man. You can help people, right? This one it seemed like like right from the get go from Spider Gwen's uh, storyline, it 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 seemed like she felt hopeless because she's alone and she can't make a difference in her world, right? Uh, Miles Morales is going through thinking that oh he can make a difference I can do two things at one time but 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 the spider well, the spider society is telling him no you can't do that things have to be canon yes. things have to be the way they are right and, and Miles is like stuck between like I don't want things to be the way they are I can try and do things differently and I think the, this movie's theme is you can make a difference you can do something else differently than what you are told that you're supposed to do. You can be a different. Gwen Stacy uh, learns that and, and, and goes against the Spider Society and does her own thing, not what she's told. Miles Morales does his own thing, not what he's told. You know, and, and it, it that's, does... what, that's why literally what I just said. Though. No, that's not what you just said. <laughs> you, I literally said, what kind of spider, what kind of spider person are you going to be? Are you going to be like the other spider people be, you know what I mean? To being told what to do when you do your own thing. I don't, remember you, I, I, I don't remember, I don't remember you hearing that. I don't know if you want, if you listeners want to rewind, but I don't remember Johnny saying that. <laughs> oh my God. You literally just said, what kind of spider person are you going to be? I literally just said, what kind of spider person are you but being? In con- do you but in the context, like no, but in the context of like, like being a spider man, I'm saying that, that the theme for this is that that your life is not set. Okay. The world that you are okay. in okay. is not set. You could make a change. Okay. You could be the change. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the theme yeah. of the movie. You oh, can yeah. be it's, the change. It's, yeah. So much different from what. Yeah, exactly. So revolutionary. Yeah, exactly. Literally every... It's, uh, yeah. Every superhero story is basically like, hey, what difference can you make with, with these powers? Yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this and is... This is also this, a large... This, this, I, I, oh, God. I will also mention that, oh, yeah, I, I want to make a large comment. Like, hey, this is also goes back to, like, the Miles' origin in real life and stuff like that, in, in the sense that when it was first created, people were talking about, hey, Spider-Man's really white. There's no such You can't make a black Spider-Man, stuff like that. And it's a large commentary, like, hey, uh, the canon is, like, hey, Peter Parker's from uh, from, Brooke, uh, from New York. It's uh, what guy, he's a white kid and his white parents, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you make your own canon. People make their own stories. And stuff. They tell their own stories. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff happening. There's all this stuff happening. It's all the story. It's all, it's all everything. Yeah. It's all good stuff. I mean, 
before before uh, Andrew Garfield became Spider Man, there was a fan community that wanted Donald Glover to be Spider Man, right? Because it was like a joke that happened in from community. Yeah. And and the answer was that was answered in the comic books by creating Miles Morales. And yeah, you're right. When Miles Morales mm-hmm. came out originally, people were critical. Oh, look. It, there's this before the whole woke thing happened, but they were like, "Oh, no. Marvel is so woke." I guess they would say that back mm-hmm. then. They they have a Latino black Spider Man now. Oh my gosh, right? And mm-hmm. then look where we are now. Yeah, right. Mas Morales is yeah, his I own ex- character, and everybody loves him for who he is, not because he's a black yeah. and Latino Spider Man. Yeah, I explained uh, another thing I did as I was driving home with my nephew. I explained to him the whole Miles Morales history. So Miles Morales is a relatively new mm-hmm. comic book character. He's only been around like fifteen years. And like you said, when they were talking about rebooting this live action Spider Man movie, people were saying, "Oh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover is right age. Why not have a black one?" And then people were being racist to doing what they do. And then it was actually Mark Bernard, Mark Bernard. Bernardin mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Kevin Smith and stuff, but he factors into this. He wrote an article like saying, hey, why can't Spider-Man be black? And there's nothing inherently uh, prevents Spider-Man from being black. He's just a kid from, from New York. That's all That's all that really matters and stuff like that. And then Bendis, the writer of uh, Spy- Ultimate Spider-Man at the time, read that article, said, yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's how we get Miles. Yeah, Miles, Miles uh, just, for, just, just for the facts here, uh, was created in 2011, not even 15 years ago. Right, 2011, guys. Yeah. It's like 12 years ago. Um, uh, Spider Verse came out in 2018, 2019. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 2018. Le- 2018. Less than a decade. Even, yes. Spider Gwen is even younger and stuff like yes, that. Exactly. She came out in the which Spider Verse comic books. It's like less than five, five, six years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, These are all relatively young comic very, characters yeah, and stuff like that. Very, very, very new yeah. character that the whole community has pretty much embraced. Besides all the the besides all the quote unquote controversies when when he was first created, so this mm-hmm. goes to show people you can make a change. <laughs> you can be your own Spider Man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you talking about the theme of the movie? You're talking about the theme of this podcast? The theme Lord. of the movie. <laughs> and how pe- and, Talk about hammering a hammering, hammering point. And I, I think Christ. we should go ahead and just end it right there. Thanks for listening, guys. What a preachy SOB. Good <laughs> this, Lord. Thanks for listening. This was Albert. I mean, uh, this was Albert. Oh, this is Albert. You can find me on Instagram at Albert 5 by 5 Good Lord. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-O-U. Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else is on the show notes found on whowhatworstwhy.com. Um, thanks for listening once again. This was episode 668 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this podcast has been a Who What Worst Why production. Uh, and and listeners, you may not notice, but but this was a pain to record. We had so many technical issues. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of the week, I'm hoping uh, that won't happen again. So we'll find it's out. It's like a Frankenstein episode, man. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna stitch this together from a bunch of different recordings uh, and yeah. stuff like that. Good lord! I have Good a luck. lot of editing to do. Uh, we went from like mm-hmm. Google Meet to Signal to Zoom, and then back to Signal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if oh, each fun. one of these apps or formats was like a multiverse, this would be our uh, our uh, across the spider verse. We went exactly. to a lot of different places. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. See, it all ties together. It all ties together. <laughs>